Welcome to Artist to Artist with Jim Russell. Today I'm thrilled to have Tallahassee contemporary artist Kia Atkinson here as a guest to share her artistic motivations and vision with all of us. She's been featured in Tallahassee Woman Magazine, the Tallahassee Democrat newspaper, multiple galleries, and at the Moon event venue as well, just to name a few of her accomplishments. Hi, Kia. Hi, Jim. How are you doing? <laughs> I'm still doing good. Our listeners don't know that this is the third time we've connected, and hopefully we don't get disconnected this time. I really, I really, really hope not, because I'm really looking forward to this. <laughs> yeah. so, so now, I, I do have a backup, so if we, do, if we do get disconnected, I have another way we can do this, and we'll make it happen. Okay, okay, great, perfect. Right. So far, you're still there, so... <laughs> Okay, well, I'm really glad you. I'm really glad you came on Artist to Artist. I really do appreciate it. And I tell you what, uh, it's been like forever since we've actually like spoken, like not on the Facebook or something. It hasn't it been? Right. I I really can't remember the last time we've spoken face to face. You know what? It might have been the last time we had to go pick up our art from Kitchy because yep. everything was shutting down due to COVID, so we had to grab our art pieces. That might have been the last time. Yeah, that must have been, and it, it just yeah. it just kind of it kind of just goes to show how disconnected everybody has become with with COVID. You know, um, it's just so many friends I just haven't seen in like months. You know, and so I think I think in that way, you know, doing this podcast is really helping me, you know, reconnect to people. So so I feel like, makes me feel real good to be able to do mm -hmm. that. Um, it's funny because as I was uh, um, preparing for this, of course, I kind of I start looking stuff up on the artists, artists that I'm going to interview and talk to. And, of course, I know you already, so you're not a stranger to me, but it's mm -hmm. neat how much how much stuff I find that 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 you're doing. <laughs> you know, I mean, <laughs> like Kid, Kid Atkinson is like on fire. She's doing everything all over the place. And, and so I had no. Uh, no problem finding questions to ask you. Okay. okay. <laughs> so, <laughs> that's, so, that's a good thing. <laughs> but I, I, I promise I'll keep it to a half an hour though. It won't, it won't tie up your, you know, tie up your entire afternoon. But um, now one of the things I did in the, uh, in the, in the introduction is I, is I, um, is I introduced you this part you hadn't heard, but I introduced you as um, a Tallahassee contemporary artist, mm -hmm. but uh, it's more than just that, though. You do resin art. You, you, and of course, and I know really well because I own one of your paintings. I have, uh, I have, I have a, a Long Beach Key, and mm -hmm. uh, and and uh, and I love it, and it's beautiful. But can you, um, would you be able to explain to our listeners uh, the kind of uh, the art that you do? The I know you're using resins and paint, but can you explain to kind of bring them up on what are what what yeah. kind of art? Absolutely. Okay. So basically, like you said, I am, you know, modern contemporary artist um, and I have a focus on mixed media art. So my, um, so my specialty is pretty much mixing resin. I use glass, I use crushed glass, gold leaf, acrylic, um, gems, crystal stones. I'm using a, a lot of mixed media products within one piece. And so, um, you know, I'll do a, a base layer of acrylic for most of my pieces, and then I kind of build upon each layer. So it'll be, 
you know, acrylic first, and then I'll kind of lay down my glass. I'll do stones and crystals. I'll do, you know, multiple layers of, you know, whatever mixed media, you know, I'm, I'm feeling at the moment. And then most times I will finish a piece off or a piece of home decor off with the glossy resin. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so that is, that is pretty much what I do. So I'm doing fine art right now and I'm also doing home decor. And that's really cool. And I love the the fact that you have so many of these textures because your art isn't limited to just being visual that you can actually touch and feel these, these art pieces. And, and it's so cool. I mean, with, with the one that we have, I can't, you know, I, I it's just natural. You go into the room and you got to put your hands on it, <laughs> you know? <laughs> And I love that. I really do. Yeah. I love that. And it's that's probably what I hear the most is people ask me, that's what, probably like the top question. Can I touch it? And I'm like, yes, <laughs> you can touch yeah. it. Fine. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so many times people are like, Oh, don't touch the art. Don't. T-. It's, it's like, it's like, yeah, you know, this is, it's so tactile. And so it's so awesome. It and, and we're definitely going to share all, you know, your website and everything with everybody so they can go and see this stuff uh, for themselves. But um uh, I think one of the obvious questions for me is, and I think people would love to hear is how did you, I mean, you don't just wake up and say, I'm going to start doing resin art and multimedia art. How did mm-hmm. you start in this and, uh, and, and, and what's brought you to this level that you're at? Oh my goodness. You know, I, I, I feel like there's just so many, so many levels to it and just so many experiences that I've had just throughout my life, just starting from a young girl that has kind of moved me into the art world. Um, and then once starting art and starting my business, you know, I, I feel like I was trying to find my way as an artist and kind of find my, you know, my niche, my genre, you know, my passion, you know, because mm-hmm. I've always loved to create, you know, I've, I've, you know, I love color, you know, I love vibrancy. Um, I really like luxury and decadence, which if anybody see my art, they know what I'm talking about. I like lots of crystal and glass and sparkling things. So <laughs> I'm like, I, you know, I love, you know, to walk into a room and it's like, you know, the art just catches your eye. It's just like, whoa, you know, I like the wow factor. And so, mm-hmm. um, you know, I guess, you know, in starting my business, you know, I started my art journey, you know, years ago, you know, 20 some years ago, I've always liked to draw and sketch and design and Um, but when I started my business, um, I was, you know, really just making, doing wall art and doing vibrant colors and working with acrylic and metallics. Um, Mm -hmm. and, you know, in, in really just kind of researching artists that I loved and, you know, I, you know, I'm on YouTube and Instagram, you know, and just gaining inspiration from just so many different, um, artists that I admire and, you know, I saw a lot of artists within my genre using resin and I'm like, what is this? Like, what are they, how are they making it so shiny? Like, what is that? And so, right. um, you know, in just doing research, I just, oh my gosh, once I discovered resin, there was, there was no going back. I mean, I yeah. use resin on everything. Okay. <laughs> so, um, so, so basically, you know, it was pretty much like a snowball effect from there because once you kind of delve into the world of resin, you realize you really can put resin on anything and you can add anything to resin. 
I mean, yeah. I, and you know, it's, it's so sturdy. It's, you know, to me, it's pretty easy to use cause I've been, you know, using it for years, but, um, resin just, you, you pour resin on top of something and it just makes the colors pop. It makes it 10 times more vibrant. And so, you know, resin on top of glass, on top of gold leaf, on top of color, it's just like amazing. And so I just fell in love with just, you know, this genre of mixed media and have kind of, you know, made my own style from it. Um, and so, you know, and I, I do feel like I found my niche because I felt like for years, you know, that's not really me. Like I, you know, I want somebody to look at a piece of art and be able to tell, okay, that's a key Z. Like that is definitely her style. And I feel yeah. like I finally have found that, you know, it took a while, but you know, Hey, that's, that's okay. <laughs> I think, I, I think, I, you know, and I think if I saw any piece anywhere, you know, that, that, that was a, that was a, a key Z, I would know it immediately, you know, and the, and the resin is, is incredible because it's like, you know, the, the piece that we have uh, is, is a beach scene with, with deep blues and it's got the water coming in and coming onto the beach. And, but that resin makes it look like it's actually water. <laughs> like you can actually, dive into the it's so, it's so beautiful. But um, you know, when I was, when I was, uh, when I was, you know, I was digging into, to, to, uh, you know, your journey here. Uh, one of the interesting things I wanted to ask you a question about is it, your, your parents were both in the Marine Corps, right? Yeah. My, um, my parents actually met while they were in the Marine Corps and mm-hmm. my mom got out of the Marine Corps early, you know, when she started having kids and everything, she's like, okay, I'm going to stay home with the kids. My dad actually ended up retiring with the Marine Corps and, you know, with, you know, with a military family, we lived pretty much everywhere. Right. We were true military brats. And that's the thing is that you've been all over the world. And so have you seen uh, being well-traveled and, and having that influence from different cultures and different backgrounds around the world, have you seen that influence your art? Oh, definitely. Oh my gosh. Um, you know, I, I think that, with the background that I have, you know, living in different countries. I mean, we lived in uh, Oslo, Norway for a couple of years. We lived in Rabat, Morocco, Africa for a couple of years. We lived all over the East Coast, you know, everywhere from New York all the way down to South Carolina in my younger years. Um, So, you know, just being exposed to so many different cultures, I think probably the Moroccan culture um, had more of an impact on me. Their, their culture is so rich in art and um, just stunning color, stunning uh, metallics. Um, and it looks like that everywhere. And it's, you know, they're not even trying. It's just, just it's just how everything looks. Um, and so I've always been inspired by a Moroccan culture, even, you know, designing my house and, um, you know, adding, you know, stencils to my art or adding, um, fine lines. I'm, I'm always, you know, kind of reminded of, um, you know, just the artistic, um, just, you know, just the, the artistic influence of Moroccan culture is um, really big for me. Um, and then, you know, just, I, I feel like, you know, when I do follow artists, I'm not only following American artists, you know, I follow artists from all over the world. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I'm kind of seeking out, you know, different cultures, you know, there, there's so many, you know, amazing cities all around the world who have such a huge art culture. 
Um, and so, and you know, you can really gain inspiration from, from really anywhere, um, yeah. and kind of incorporate it into, into your creations. So. And it, it, and it's, it's, it's really cool to see that, you know, and I think that makes your art stand out even more, but if there was, if there was one artist, if you could pick one person that, you know, or, or group of people that, 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 that rise to the top of saying that they are the biggest influence on you. Um, do you have someone like that? And who would that be? Oh my gosh. Um, Jesus, oh, there's like so many people. That <laughs> Don't say I Bob would, Ross. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> um, I would have to say, um, I'm just gonna, she's known as Colorberry. And mm -hmm. she's a German artist. So if you Google Colorberry, um, her name is pretty hard to pronounce, but Colorberry is a, the easiest way to find her. And I would say when I started my mixed media journey with the resin and, you know, everything else, she was the biggest influence on me for a long time. So pretty much I would look at her work. I would just be inspired to create something crazy just by looking at one piece that she created. And she and a lot of people have might have seen her because she kind of blew up, you know, Art Insider featured her. Um, she's been really big online um, and she creates geodes with canvases. So she creates like realistic looking geodes using resin, using glass, gems, um, uh -huh. pigments, you know, all kinds of just amazing things. It's like, I mean, and just on a massive scale. Now she mm -hmm. also does, you know, she does decor pieces as well and they're gorgeous. Um, but just the, just the absolutely stunning pieces, um, color berries, like huge artworks are phenomenal. Um, huh. and so she, um, I, I would say she probably alone and there's so many people like, you know, trying to be like her and I'm like, I can't try to be like her. Okay. Like I'd love that she creates geodes, but I feel like what she's doing is perfection and everybody is trying to do exactly what she's doing. And it's like, they can't do it. They just can't do it. So, it's, <laughs> you know, that's, it's, it's nice to be inspired by an artist, but it's like, you know, and I'm sure, you know, she's used to people kind of copying her style, but it's also important to kind of find your own niche, you know, to find what you're good at. It's like, okay, I'm drawing inspiration from her and from so many other artists that I follow, but you know, you know, I will still want to create something that's mine. Right. Um, yeah. it, that's exclusively my creation, you know, from from my own imagination and, you know, while still learning from, you know, all these artists that I admire. Um, mm -hmm. And that's, you know, really important to me, too. But, yeah, she is she's so amazing. Oh, my goodness. I, I would that, love to go to Germany and take one of her classes, but, you know, it'll probably be a while before I can do anything like that. <laughs> <laughs> and that's and that's color berry, like strawberry. Is that how yes. it is? Color berry? Yes. Okay. Yes, color berry. Mm hmm. Okay my mission for later then i'm gonna have to look her oh up yeah you're gonna be it. like blown away i'm like good lord she is yeah she's on the level she really is i'll still, I'll still say i said key is better that's what i'm gonna say <laughs> oh thanks jim <laughs> <laughs> um yeah i was i read the i read the article in uh tallahassee woman magazine that came out a while back and everything and i think it was in that article that you had said there was a point in which you realized that art was moving from a hobby to a career in way of life. And mm -hmm. since, since that's happened, 
Um, is there, do, do you feel, you know, cause a lot of times people say that if you do something a lot or, or, you know, it be, starts to become a job, it starts to become like, okay, I've turned my hobby or my passion into a job. And now I'm, have you, where, have you found that happen or, or is the passion and the excitement just as great as it's ever been? Um, I definitely think the passion and excitement is still there. Um, you know, I, I do feel like, you know, when you start to create art for a living and, you know, okay, you're, you know, you're making money off of it. Um, you know, it does become, now this is a job. Now I'm dependent on my art income. Right. So it's like, Mm -hmm. I, I think it's important to, to keep it a passion and not let it turn into a job because I think I feel like it could. And I think the best way to prevent that from happening is to kind of give yourself limits. Um, Mm -hmm. And I find that I've had to do that recently because, you know, right now I'm six weeks behind on artwork. So if somebody orders artwork today, they will not get it for six weeks. That's how many orders that I'm behind that I have to do. And, you know, I don't want, you know, to get to a point where I'm overwhelmed, like, okay, like I, ju- I just have too much stuff to do. Like, you know, if this is more of a job. I don't want it to be like that. So I found that, you know, maybe I-, I found that letting my clients know, Hey, if you order something today, you will not get it until this time. And that doesn't mean like, it'll take me a whole six weeks to do it. It just means that I need some time to, I need time to relax. I need time to regather my thoughts. I need time to create Um, you know, I just need a breather, um, Mm -hmm. and and I need to not be overwhelmed. And, you know, when I'm, when I'm in a good space to create the art is better. Yes. So, you know, I don't want to give myself too much to where, you know, I'm, you know, I'm pumping stuff out like a factory, you know, because then it becomes more like, okay, I'm just, you know, pumping stuff out and I'm never really putting much thought into it. I want to put as much thought into every piece. Um, you know, and just, and feel just as creative as I did, you know, years ago when I started. Yeah. And I think, and I think that's great advice to artists because I, I, you know, I asked that question because it's also, it's something that I struggle with, you know, that, that I, it's like you get this momentum going and you're doing more and more and more and more mm-hmm. and you start feeling like, you know, I got it. It's like, it's like, you know, you know, I got into the art career, so I wouldn't have an overwhelming amount of anxiety and I'm creating it. I'm overdoing it, you know? Yes. So, yes. So I, so I think that's a, a, tr- a tremendous advice to any artist. It's like, you got to pace yourself. You, you have know, you to take days yourself. off. Yeah. Take a and day I, off. It, it, yeah. yeah. You know, take a week off, you know, everybody's different. And, and it's like, yeah. sometimes you'll find that you just don't have the motivation to create. And, mm-hmm. you know, you know, true artists, you know, we are, you know, we can be emotional beings and I do feel like, you know, I have to be in the headspace and in the right mood to start somebody's work. You know, if I'm yeah. just not feeling it, I'm just not going to start it just because, oh, I got to get this done. Like I want to be in the right space. I want to be in a good mood. I want to, you know, blast my music and just, you know, really feel it and create something amazing. Um, and mm-hmm. if, I, if I'm not feeling it, I'm just not doing it. And I may be out of it for a week and then I'm going to start again. So I think yeah. it's okay to tell yourself, okay, let me, you know, let me just stop. And I've had several friends tell me, why don't you just start creating a certain amount of decor per month? And once you hit that, don't create anymore. And, you know, just let people know, Hey, 
the next batch of decor will be created next month or within three weeks, but I'm not taking any orders right now or create only, you know, four big paintings a month to where you're pacing yourself because you don't want to get burnt out. Mm -hmm. Um, So it really, it's all about, you know, just kind of that mental wellness. And, you know, if you're not mentally well, you just, you can't really be your best. If you are, you know, if you're feeling overwhelmed and burnt out, it's just, it's not going to work. Um, and that and that really transfers over into into whatever someone's career of choice might be that you've got to mm-hmm. give yourself a break, you know. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, definitely. For um, sure. So okay, so if if somebody would want to get you know, now that people think we have the most stressful job on earth, <laughs> um, you know, what, Jim, it's only because it's only because we are busy, 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 and. You know, I'm sure any artist you talk to is not going to complain about being busy. <laughs> busy yes, is good. Yeah. You know, yes, busy it's, it's, is it's a good, good. problem. Yeah. Good it problem. Is. For sure. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, if, so if somebody wanted to join us <laughs> in something like this, if somebody said, you know, you got somebody maybe at some job somewhere and they say, you know what, I, I've got some talent and I've and I've got the the drive. What does it take for somebody to get started? What would it, what would you get? What would you, what advice would you give them to, to dive into this career? Um, I get asked that question a lot, actually. Um, I have so many people who, you know, write me through Facebook and Instagram and how did you get started? You know, how do you, you know, grow your following? How do you start selling? How do you price your art? I mean, so many questions. I actually have like a pre- like a pre-page written out because I get asked the question so many times. And so uh-huh. I've already written out a, like a response to send people because there's so many people out there who wanting to kind of break free from their regular jobs and, you know, which is understandable, um, kind sure. of pursue their passion. Um, and so, you know, the thing is, is like, there's, you know, I, I feel like there's not one thing you do to get started. I feel like there's multiple things that you do that you can do at one time. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I, you know, specifically if you are trying to be an artist and you're trying to make money and, you know, trying to move into doing this full time, you know, obviously don't quit your job. Okay. Do not quit your day job. That is not what I tell people to do. I'm like, keep that paycheck while you are working on this passion over here. Okay. You can do both. It's, it's possible. Right. Um, and, you know, practical things like, okay, learning how to price your art, you know, figure out how much time you spend on one piece and what's the least amount you would want for that piece. And I price mine by square footage because that just works better for me. So I just have kind of a across the board pricing for most of my art pieces. And so right. I tell people, you know, if you want to price it by how many hours you spent, um, by how big the canvas is, by, you know, how much you spend on materials, you know, everybody has a different formula of how they price their art, which is fine. Um, Mm -hmm. And, you know, also, you know, start getting out there in the community. Um, Right now it's hard to do that physically, you know, attending different events, but, you know, we can definitely do it through social media. Um, You know, think of a business name, you know, that that's, you know, that's easy to do, or you can just be self self named like Jim Russell is so that you can do that. Um, And then I tell people, you know, join communities, you know, Facebook communities are really, really huge right now. Um, Lots of times they're even bigger than having a business page. You get a lot more visibility by joining Facebook groups. So, you know, I, 
I tell artists, I'm like, you know, let's say you're into watercolors, join every single watercolor Facebook community page that you can find and start posting your stuff and talking to different artists because you will really put yourself out there to thousands of people in one day just by making a post to these different groups. Um, that's like probably one of the easiest ways to kind of build your following. Um, and then of course, you know, just ask your friends to like your page and ask them to invite friends to, to like your page, you know, and it's kind of like, um, you know, if you're really wanting to start selling, people need to look at you as an artist, not like you're doing a hobby. Right. You know, yep. there's, there's a, a different mindset with people. Oh, I'm doing this on the side, you know, or like, this is what I do. You know, this is my passion. This is what I create. This is what I'm selling. And so when people kind of, um, in, in their mind, see you like, you know, when they think Jim Russell, they think artists, when they see Kizzy Atkinson, they think artists, they don't think anything else. And so that's what you want. You need to start putting out there and believing that, okay, I'm an artist and I'm putting out there that I'm an artist. Like a lot of, you know, a lot of artists have this imposter syndrome, you know, you know what I'm talking about with, well, yep. I'm an artist, but I'm not as good as this person, or I really can't say I'm a true artist. And I had that for a long time. You know, I was just, I don't know, afraid to say like, yes, I'm an artist. Um, yeah. You know, you're always comparing yourself to other people. And, you know, we kind of have to get that out of our heads in the beginning because you are what you say you are. So if mm -hmm. you are an artist and that's what you're going for, then everything that you do should be going towards that goal. Um, yeah. And once you do that and once you, you know, put yourself out there as an artist and you take advantage of opportunities, more opportunities will come to you. Um, you know, so, it's yeah. funny is, is I still have imposter syndrome and it, and it creeps up on me. You know, it's a, um, you know, you know, you know, Connie, my wife and, and I, and if I do like a, a painting or something, I'm going to be like, wow, I said, that looks like a real artist painting. And she's like, Jim, <laughs> you know, <laughs> and I know. And it's like, you know, it's like, and I know that, you know, I know, I know I'm doing this for a living, but it's but what you're saying is so true though, because you've got to, you got to get your head in the right space to, to say, yeah. this is what I am and this is what I do. Right. 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 Because I mean, if you don't believe that you're an artist, like why would somebody spend their money to buy what you're purchasing, you know, what you're creating. If like, you don't even believe you're an artist. How, do, you know, how do you expect me to believe you're an artist? You know, if you're like, yes. Oh, you know, it's just, you know, it just, it's like, you have to kind of embrace the gifts that you're given and, yes. you know, you don't have to be, you know, overly proud of them or, you know, but you know, I think it's important to stay humble, but at least be truthful with yourself. I have a gift and I'm putting it out there. And there's nothing wrong with that, um, yep. you know, embracing that gift and letting other people know, yes, you know, like I have a passion for this and, um, you know, and also like, you know, knowing your worth. A lot of artists have problems with that. So, you know, pricing their oh, it's too expensive. Nobody's going to pay for that. And, you know, I don't know. I don't know. Gonna buy, but just create. Don't worry about who's buying it. If you create and the, the more you put into this gift that you have, this passion that you have, people will just, it'll be natural that people are kind of flocking to you and kind of drawn to your talent, that it happens naturally. You don't have to try very hard. It's like uh, with a field of dreams, if you paint it, they will come, right? <laughs> yes, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> you know, um, now there's got to be people listening right now that are like, you know, saying, okay, um, I got to, I got to know what Kia Z is doing, you know, and they're, and they're, and they're probably, you know, uh, 
you know, Googling your name and stuff like that, but to, to, to help them out, um, it, give, give me the whole gamut. What, what does, what, what does Kia Z, um, Atkinson offer? What are your services? Okay. So, um, I offer, um, fine art, um, and, you know, you know, wall art for, you know, for residential, for commercial, for businesses. Um, so that's, you know, one um, aspect of my business. I also offer home decor and that goes into cheese boards. I also build luxury trays, um, which consists of, you know, me building from just a plain piece of wood, resin, crystals, glass, just, you know, kind of over the top, something, you know, luxurious that you can, you know, serve food on or, you know, just whatever you want to display in your home, extra fancy stuff. Um, And then I also do coasters. Um, I sell a lot of coasters. <laughs> people love <laughs> people love coasters. Um, there's, a, there's a lot of drinking, right? <laughs> so oh yeah, there's, yeah. There's a lot of that going on, especially right now. Um, so yeah. coasters are flying out the window. Uh, but yeah, so coasters, cheese boards, trays. So that's that kind of covers the home decor. And then I also offer art classes, and I just opened back up my art classes um, oh, this month. And so I'm offering. Um, art classes for one to two people right now due to COVID. I'm just, I'm just doing two people before I was doing really large groups. Um, but right yeah. now, you know, I'm just taking to two people and I'm offering complimentary wine, you know, so that helps. And then, <laughs> and then I'm offering classes for making coasters. You can make your own cheese board or you can make your own fine art. Um, that's, that's awesome. Yeah. That's what, yeah. you know, what a great way for somebody to get into it. By, by somebody that's been there and is doing it as well. You know, I think that they would be people who would take your classes are connected with someone who is, I, I would say at the, at the, at the top of the, the art game. So I, I, I would encourage you, like you know, having, you know, being, you know, being someone who owns your stuff and has seen a lot of your stuff. I think people, and if people want to do something similar, they'd be well advised to, to take your class. Um, so if somebody wants to find you, um, then where do they go? What's your website? Where, where are you on social? How do they get in contact with you? Yeah. Um, so my business name is QZ design gallery and I'm QZ design gallery on Facebook, QZ design gallery on Instagram, Twitter. And then my website is QZ design gallery.com. So pretty much the same name all over the place. Um, and you know, you can message me through my website. You can message me through Instagram, Facebook. Um, you know, all of my contact information is on all of those sites if you wanted to email me. Um, and yeah, so that's, that's pretty much it. That's, that's, uh, and I, I, I am certain you're going to, you're going to have some people reaching out to you because the moment, you know, the, especially the moment they see your stuff online and they see those pictures and stuff, you're going to, uh, there's, there's, there's no doubt in my mind whatsoever that you're going to have some people coming to visit you um, online and asking more questions about it I because, so. because yeah. this stuff is absolutely beautiful. It's just absolutely beautiful. And uh, so um, I think I had one more question for you. It's like my lightning round question. Um, <laughs> lightning round. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so the lightning round. Okay. <laughs> um, what's your favorite color and what colors do you like to work with the most? Oh my gosh. So it's so funny because most of my paintings have some kind of blue aspect or they're all blue, but I don't consider my favorite color blue. 
which is really weird, but I oh. subconsciously add blue to everything. And uh-huh. I really did not realize this maybe until maybe like a year and a half ago. I really, I'm like, why does everything have blue? Like, what am I do- like? Why am I just creating, you know, beach and just turquoise, royal blue? Those are like my favorites to kind of gravitate to. But my favorite color is gold. So I, I mean, you know, if you can say, I mean, I go, gold is a metallic. It's still a color. So I'm going to yeah, go sure. gold because yeah. I love gold everything. Um, yeah, I love gold <laughs> everything. So I like um, I always try to get people. I'm like, don't you want some gold in that? Are you sure you don't want some gold? <laughs> um, um, so. Yeah. So and and then I guess my my final question is um then then stemming off of of of, um, of your artwork, what's the most? Do you have like a, the most challenging art piece? You know, the, what was the most challenging one you've you've ever done? The one that gave you the most uh, I don't know, not grief, but maybe like the most anxiety or the most you had to put oh the most effort. Gosh, into okay. So there was a five foot beach piece that I did. Um, mm-hmm. and this was actually for Finn chiropractic here in Tallahassee. And, um, you know, I, I was, you know, it was definitely a challenge because, um, the chiropractor, he wanted it to look like the place where he vacations. He wanted to look like Carabelle. So he actually handed me like a picture and I do, I go off a lot of pictures, you know, landscape pictures. I, you know, cre- create the beach the way they want it to look, but it's like, you know, yeah. Carabelle kind of doesn't have that turquoise waters. It kind of has like kind of a green blue kind of thing going on. And mm-hmm. so, you know, I, I needed to get the color right, but then resonating on a huge canvas is very difficult. Um, and, and, th- you know, resin is just like so messy and so sticky. And so with this canvas, um, <laughs> with this canvas, okay. So I resin the whole canvas. I added the waves. I mean, there's resin everywhere. And then I have to cover the canvas while it's drying. So dust doesn't settle into your resin because once the dust is in there, you can't get it out. It's like, you know, right. it'd be terrible to create this five foot resin painting and there's like a piece of hair in it or whatever. Oh. It's like, you just, you, you can never get it out. And so right. I, and so I, you know, did like this makeshift, like plastic sheeting on top of my canvas and like, okay, we're good. And I walked back about 30 minutes later and the plastic sheeting has sunk down into my resin. <laughs> oh, God. oh my gosh. You're talking about freaking out. I'm like, oh my gosh. So I'm like, <laughs> this is, I, I, I have freak out sometimes. My husband has heard me screaming multiple times at the garage. Oh my gosh. She's like, oh, great. What's going on now? It's usually something with plastic. I don't know. Plastic is not my friend. Okay. I turn the fan on for it to dry. The plastic flies into the painting. Now I have to have, now I'm doing the whole bottom of the painting brand new. Like this has happened a couple of times. I'm just like plastic. uh -uh." Like I just, I can't. So, but yeah, that was probably the most challenging one. So then I had to get creative with how am I going to fix this? And so I ended up adding, um, I ended up adding more resin and then I ended up doing some like detailed glass kind of going through the water and it actually uh-huh. looked better than it did before. And so I feel like, you know, that's kind of been a lesson to me. Like, you know, what seems like a mistake at first, usually, you know, if you're really, you know, getting your creative juices flowing, usually I find that usually like you know, just any kind of difficulty or, you know, heartache or just, what you think is a catastrophe usually yields something even better than you thought it could. 
Yeah. And that's, yep. you know, yeah, that's with everything. It's like, you have to figure out how to make this work. So what can I do? And every time something like this has happened, it's turned out way better than I originally planned. So yeah. I'm not going to say I welcome moments like that, but you know, it's, it definitely ups my level. <laughs> yeah. It definitely ups my creativity level for sure. <laughs> uh, yeah. And I'm thinking, I'm so glad I asked that question now. Cause I was like, Oh, I have the lightning round questions and I'll ask, but it's like, but that's so instructive to, 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 to just the challenges in life. It's so, it's such an illustration of, you know, that things there, there are, there are, there's, there are bumps along the way and there are things that don't go right, but that perseverance and stick to mm-hmm. will eventually get you through, you know? Oh, yeah. And, yeah. and that, that's, 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 um, that's something that everybody can take to the bank and, uh, Oh yeah. Fantastic. Well, we are, uh, looks like we are pretty much out of time here, but, um, I wanted to thank you so much Kia for coming on and spending some time this afternoon, um, with me and our listeners to talk about your art. It is, I think we just barely touched on it today. Uh, but it is, uh, something that, that I really encourage everybody to, to uh to to look at some more go to uh, qzdesigngallery.com and go to qz design gallery on twitter and on facebook and and really see the stuff that kia is doing because it is amazing i really appreciate you jim thank you so much for having me um it it means a lot and i really had fun this was it was it's nice to hear your voice after so long you know it's nice to actually interact and you know it's just waiting for things to get back to normal is it it feels it's taking forever but um this was you know it did my soul good today to do this and to speak with you so thank you so much me too you've made my day and probably my week so good talking to you and uh thank you and uh and uh say say hello to say hello to morgan for me Um, i will i will say hi to connie (laughs) I sure will. I sure will. Well, you take care and thanks again for being on. Okay. All right. Have a great day, Jim. You too. Bye-bye. Bye. Well, that was a great time with Kia Atkinson and I want to thank her again for being on the podcast. It was just wonderful to, to reconnect and talk about art. And, uh, and thank you for joining us. And if you'd like to uh, reach out and contact me, Jim Russell, you can reach me at jimrussellart at gmail.com or jimrussellart.com. And I'd love to hear from you. I'd love to hear your ideas about podcasts and just talk about art. So take care and thanks for listening.